0: to the UIAAA connection podcast. GoFan and VNN are proud to be the exclusive sponsor of the UIAAA connection. Now a combined company, GoFan and VNN provide a seamless integration for digital ticketing and athletic websites. Direct your fans to one place for all your athletic events, communications, and tickets to home and away games. Thank you to GoFan and VNN for their exclusive sponsorship of the UIAA Connection. Welcome back to another edition of the UIAA Connection. I'm your host, Mark Hutch Hunter. Today we have with our special guest, Jake Atwood, Director of Athletics at Emory High School. Welcome to the podcast, Jake.
1: Thanks, Hutch. I, I'm glad to be here. I've heard a lot of, of your interviews and glad you asked me to be a part of it. Perfect. Let's have you begin
0: by sharing with our audience worldwide now, a worldwide audience, where you grew up, where you went to high school, college, your first job, etc.
1: So I'm a small town guy. I'm um, athletic director here at Emory High School. and This is where I went to high school. Um, grew up in Huntington, Utah, just about 10 minutes from here. And um, anyway, went, went uh, to Emory High School, um, went to college at UVU, and then from there to BYU-Hawaii, and then um, worked at Snow College for a little while, and then came back home, um, was a uh, recreation director here uh, at Emory County, and then my wife talked me into getting into education, so um, taught at a middle school for about six years, and coached, and um, from there, um, got the job here at Emory High School, and um, love it, and anyway, I've got a wife of 18 years and two kids uh, one is a sophomore and he's a, a boy plays football and swim and soccer and then my daughter is a freshman and she just finished up her freshman year of volleyball here at emory high um live in orangeville now just about two minutes from here so it's a nice easy trip home every day and um yeah loving every minute of it so orangeville suburban uh suburban uh <laughs> so
0: what's the name <laughs> I'm thinking of it's like sub- yes exactly yeah.
1: yeah so Emory High is here in Castledale Utah and it's a it's a small town itself and Orangeville is just a couple minutes away even smaller I think we've got about maybe 2300 people in our town and um, like I said I grew up in Huntington in a small town my wife's from a small town and we we love it out here perfect
0: let me ask you a follow-up only because my granddaughter, so this would have been, I want to say, well, a year, a year ago. No, it would be more than, it'd be a year and a half ago, finished up. So she went to BYUH and yeah. just went there for the one year, got her associate's degree,
1: and uh, she loved it there. Man, I, I tell you what, I was there for two years, and I loved every second of it. I fell in love with the culture. Uh, that's where I met my wife she's from there so I married her and brought her back to Utah but man I tell you what it was it was an experience that not a lot of people get to have and to, to be able to say I was able to live there and go to school at BYU Hawaii and it was it was great I, I loved every minute of it we've been back a few times since I since we graduated and um, took our kids back for the first time a couple years ago, and they loved it just as much as we did. And my son's already making plans to go to college out there someday.
0: <laughs> Perfect. So if I have my calendar right, you're probably 10 years ish after Sean Bradley graduated. Is that right? Or is it even longer than that?
1: Yeah, that's about right. I think he graduated in 90, if I remember correct, and I graduated in 2000. So um, I know his family real well. Uh, My brother-in-law went to school with him and played with him. And um, I I know his family. I've never met him myself, but um, know his family real well.
0: Let's have you talk for a minute about youth sports activities in uh, Castledale, Huntington, or even that area were they plentiful were they hard because it wasn't such a big did you end up playing road games like a big road game would be up to price or maybe into just <laughs> southern utah county talk about that
1: yeah when i so when i was growing up there there wasn't a lot there was junior jazz i remember playing junior jazz a little bit soccer wasn't big um but yeah we would price is a the big town, you know, uh, yeah. down here. So we would go to price a lot and and play, but for the most part, you know, I was thinking about this as I was reading through your questions. I, I didn't grow up in a, a big sports family. So that, that wasn't um, pushed a lot. It wasn't uh, in the forefront of what we were doing, but it's something that I fell in love with individually. I remember, you know, I, in the late eighties, early nineties, I remember being a basketball nut and I could name, seven players from every team in the NBA you know nowadays people the the teams and players move so much I couldn't name you four players on the jazz right now (laughs) so there you go (laughs) uh, but anyway yeah so um and you know when I was little travel leagues weren't huge either so you just kind of did what was local here and junior jazz is the biggest thing I remember playing little league football a little bit um, but yeah, as far as, as where my sports came from, it was a lot of TV and watching you know, the Braves on TBS and uh, the Cubs on WGN and stuff like that and and following basketball. Basketball's always been my favorite. so um, I, was, I followed that more than anything else. but yeah, not not a lot down here. Um it's, it's getting more and more um, availability down here and and now there's a lot of players and my my kids included with these travel volleyball teams and travel soccer teams that we make a trip to Utah, Salt Lake County once a week for travel games to make sure our kids get the best opportunity they have. Wow. Yeah. Talk about
0: little league football for a minute. Cause I'm thinking if you've got a team in Castledale, you probably have the same age group team in price. Yeah. I can't imagine. Well, I guess in the fall you could go over the mountain to the west and get down uh, into uh, Manti or possibly Ephraim. Yeah. But where where, <laughs> so, where else
1: are your, where your, where else are your games going to be? So we didn't get a lot of games. You know, I um, little league football. We didn't we didn't travel a lot. So um, I don't know how familiar you are with Emory County, but we're our school is a you know we're about 640 students I think right. this year. And that's, that's comprised of about six or seven small towns, you know, so from one yeah. end of our county on the south end, it's, there's a town called Emory. And on the north end, there's a town called Elmo. And they're probably a good 45 minutes away, you know. Uh, so we've got all these small towns, and, and we we would try to round up you know, 15 kids to make a football team and you're playing offense and defense and special teams and everything else. And really, you know, the Cleveland Elmo team would play the Huntington team, which would also play the Castledale Orangeville team, you know, so uh, we beat up on each other a lot just because there weren't a lot of teams to play. So we would play everybody three times and get as many games as we can and Um, You know, we we look back at some of our friends now and talk about the battles that we had because we had a lot because we'd play the same team three or four times in a football season. (laughs) Oh, I'm sure. So remind
0: me now. So Emory's got to be down close to I-70, doesn't it? So we're about yeah we're we're not em- not Emory the high school I'm talking oh, about Emory the,
1: town it's the town yeah Emory town I'll bet it's probably twenty minutes from I seventy so yeah I would say about twenty miles but it's probably closer to I seventy than it is Emory High School <laughs> yeah it is so for you it's um,
0: Huntington's probably well, well honey so is is uh, Cleveland is that is uh, those kids go to uh, Emory
1: yeah so although so the only uh, people that don't go to Emory are the people that live in green river. So green river is part of Emory County, but they're so far away that they have their own high school out there. But yeah, so Cleveland, Elmo, Orangeville, Emory, they all bus to Emory high school. So (laughs) a lot of travel. Because I, because I can't imagine if you had to, for
0: example, if you played a game against green river, you can't just go East. No, you have to go, you have to go North up to price. Uh into yeah. Wellington and down, or you have to go down to I-70 and across that way. And that's got to be,
1: my goodness, I'm guessing minimum hour 15 minutes, maybe yeah. maybe longer. Yeah. So from Green River, Green River to Price is about an hour and 15 minutes. Um, so we've got uh, you know, obviously they're our closest high school, carbon high school. So we have a good rivalry with them. We've had a good rivalry with the San Pete schools because we play them a lot. Um, there's mm-hmm. a central yeah, there's a central league for soccer and other things that we compete with, and uh, the thing I like all us small towns, we take care of each other and try to get games where we can and when we can and um we're all willing to travel because we have no other choice <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Talk about uh,
0: the mentors in your life for a minute, parents, coaches, bosses, teachers that had an effect on you
1: and where you wound up. Sure. Um, So I'd say my my grandpa, he he instilled in me that work ethic of, you know, don't quit till the job's done. Get up early. I remember following him around when I was four or five, six years old Um, and he was just a carpenter, a do it yourself guy. And I remember getting up six thirty with him and working. So that's where I got my work ethic from. As far as my like professional mentors and stuff, I, I worked really two of my best friends in the industry are Uh, Ray Stewart. I don't know if you know him and uh, Quincy Lewis, the AD at Lehigh right now. So I was able to coach with Quincy for a couple of years and met him in my college days and Ray Stewart. And they both helped me get my first coaching jobs. And um, Quincy's put in a good word for me more times than I can even count. And uh, in fact, when I got this job, I went up and met with him just to get the ins and outs of you know register my athlete and sure you know, the UHSA handbook and all that stuff so um he's helped me out uh, a lot him and him and Ray Stewart professionally are the ones that have definitely gotten me where I am and uh couldn't have done it without them but both of those guys you know Ray Ray coached at uh UVU when I first met him he was uh, an assistant with the boys there and then he more recently was an assistant for BYU, the girls team there with coach Judkins. And so we've stayed pretty tight. And then Quincy, you know, I think everybody knows Quincy from Lone Peak and all the state championships. And um, so, yeah, I've met him at, at Utah Valley as well. So um, two guys. When that he was I there. There, so, so this, this was, was obviously after he uh,
0: went to college at Wagner
1: yeah yeah this was after Long he went after. to college at Wagner he he was at UVU when I met him he was at Southern Utah for a little while and then uh when he got the job at Lone Peak um Ray Stewart knew him knew Quincy and then Ray Stewart helped me get the job at Lone Peak as as Quincy's assistant so I was able to win uh be there when he won his first state championship with Jackson Emory and those guys and man I'll tell you yeah. that's that's a time in my life I'll never forget and uh there's there's nothing quite like winning a state championship so uh, that was that was a great time and then he he just propelled me on my coaching career and um just helped me a lot um, throughout my professional life yeah i met
0: quincy when he was just quincy only yeah. say,
1: well, <clears throat> and you may
0: not know this but his father <clears throat> tim is the only one i'm aware of that has won a state championship in boys basketball and girls basketball And he won that girl's title at Jordan. He, uh, actually, uh, I had stepped down. Uh, we had one coach for one year and then Tim came in with the sophomores that I had, there were seniors and, and won that state title. And so that's back in, Oh my goodness.
1: 32 years ago. It's like back (laughs) in 91 yeah I spent a lot of time with Tim um Quincy and I became such good friends that i I've been down his his dad lives down in Hatch Utah now right. down by bryce Bryce Canyon right. and so I went down with Quincy and his family um once or twice and hiked and stayed in their house there and got to hear all the stories of all the old players he coached and state championships and yeah he's he's fascinating to listen to that's awesome. <laughs> Let me ask you a little bit of a personal question, Jake. <laughs> What's your biggest failure
0: or disappointment in life, and what did you learn from it?
1: You know, I was uh, looking at this question earlier, and I, I was talking with my wife about it, and um, it's a hard one. That's a great question. I, I think what I came up with, so um, a little bit more about my background, is I I coached at Lone Peak for two years, and then I was trying to finish my schooling, and and because of an injury um, in my middle school days, I, I didn't really the only sport, the only high school sport that I played was golf. Um, I wasn't able to play basketball or football, so I golfed. And But like I said, basketball was my first love. So I always wanted to coach. I was I was a nerd, you know. I mean, like I said, I could name a bunch of players on NBA teams. And I grew up a big BYU fan. I remember recording games and watching them and breaking down the film before BYU would play San Diego State for the second time, you know. <laughs> so so uh, anyway, that's what I wanted to do. I wanted to coach college basketball. So I uh, anyway, I, I coached at Lone Peak for a couple of years and then Quincy helped me get to BYU Hawaii. And I went there and coached with coach Wagner for a couple of years as a student assistant while I finished my, uh, my bachelor's degree. So went there and coached um, while I was there. He told me, you know, that he was looking to retire soon. And he's like, you should get your master's degree and maybe you could coach here one day. And so anyway, long story short, got my master's degree and um, BYU Hawaii did away with their athletics program. So so, uh, anyway, after I left BYU Hawaii, I got a job at Snow College and was coaching there with Michael Oslin. I coached there for five years, the, the men's program. So it's and, after John, it was, this is after Johnny went down to St. George. Yep. This was after Johnny went down to St. Okay. George. Um, coach Austin got the job and again, through Quincy and Ray helped me get that job at snow college. So I, I was able to coach there for a couple of years. And that's really what I wanted to do is coach college ball. I couldn't imagine doing anything else. Um, anyway, while we were there, we had our two kids at snow college and just, seeing how the how much i was on the road recruiting and on road trips and all that stuff when i was just a snow i realized that that's not what i wanted to do i didn't want to spend that much time away from my family um when we when my wife was pregnant with my son i remember finding out that we were having a boy on a road trip in California with a bus full of stinky basketball players, which was fun, a fun story. <laughs> but I, I realized that I I didn't want to miss all the first of my kids. So um, I guess my, my biggest regret is, um, and I don't regret it a whole lot because I had a lot of great experiences, but um, thinking that that was the path that I wanted to go down and it ended up not being the path that I wanted to go. Um, but it helped me get where I am today. So I, I wouldn't really call it a regret, but maybe something that I, I would have changed earlier um had I known. But yeah, that's that's I guess that's my answer. I don't know if that that was the answer to the question that you asked, but no, that's but great. That's what I'm thinking. Perfect.
0: You talked about all the different places you coached. So how did you then make that transition? from coach to ad obviously you took over when when todd left
1: yeah yeah so um when i left college basketball um it was one of those things where i didn't know exactly what was going to come next um i was coaching at snow i remember having a meeting with coach austin at this time my kids were like 3 and 1 i think had a meeting with coach austin telling him that i didn't think i was going to come back next year and I didn't know what I was going to do next. So um, ended up moving back to my hometown in Huntington, um, ended up getting the job as a recreation director here in Emory County. And I had that job for four years. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's when my wife, my wife's the elementary school teacher. She taught over at Snow when we were over at Snow as well. And she taught elementary. Um, she teaches now second grade and she talked me into getting into education. And I, I, it's something I'd never thought about, never wanted to teach or anything like that. Um, in anyway, I ended up getting a job as a health and PE teacher at a uh, middle school in Price, um, Mont Harmon middle school. Mm-hmm. And, I uh, loved every minute. Of, I loved having the summers off with my kids. I loved having Christmas break with my kids and wife. And, um, it was great. So anyway, long story short, I, I, coached over, I coached girls basketball over there while I was teaching and uh, really loved staying involved with athletics. So here at Emory High, I still lived over in Orangeville and would drive to Price, but really loved staying involved at Emory High. So I I would take stats for the football um, team at home and away games. I'd be on the field and um, recording every play for, for coach Faimalo, and for basketball, I was scorekeeper for the girls and I would announce for the boys and just loved being involved and, and really got to know Stephen Gordon, our principal through that. And then when Todd retired, um, my principal over at Mont Harmon, he's like, Hey, he's like, you need to apply for that job. You'd be great at it. And, uh, anyway, applied for it. while while I was at Mont Harmon. like I said, I was coaching and I was kind of the athletic director of our little middle school association there and putting Mm -hmm. schedules together and things like that. So, um, when this job came open, when Todd retired, you know, my, my principal at Mont Harmon told me I need to apply for it. I applied, um, talked to Steven and Dean about it. And there was, there was other really good applicants too. And, and I don't think anybody was more surprised than I was when I got that call saying, I got it, you know, and, um, people may laugh at this, but I'm telling you what, Hatch, this is like where I am right now is like my dream job. I can't imagine leaving for any other job. I'm a small town guy. I love where I live. Um, I love working with the student athletes. Um, I'm close to my kids. I get to see all of their sports as the athletic director. Um, but it's, so anyway, that's how I got to where I am now, and I, I love every second of what I do.
0: Perfect, let me ask you a follow-up, it's not on the list of questions I gave you. I'm thinking about where you live, and I can't, I've been over the mountain into San Pete County a couple of times, but I don't remember which town I left from, because isn't there a, either outside of Huntington or outside of, Castledale. Isn't there off to the on the right side of the road, like a, a, golf course. It's got like a waterfall and stuff. Am I thinking
1: of the right place? Yeah. So that's in Farron, actually. That was my home. Oh, course. Farron. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Farron. So, um, it's Millsite reservoir is up there and it's called Millsite golf course, but yeah, that's my home course. They, it was nine holes when I was golfing there, um, in high school, it's 18 now. And, uh, but yeah, they've got a, the spillway from the reservoir that comes over and man, it's just, when I was in high school, it was ranked like one of the top 15 hardest holes, um, in the state and in the top 10 most beautiful holes. And when that spillway is going over, it's, it's awesome, you know? And, um, so yeah, I, I still golf once in a while and go up there and watch our golf team compete. And yeah, great memory, Hutch. <laughs> well, I had a, I I was thinking about it
0: just now. I just, not that anybody cares on the podcast, but I played eighteen this morning, and the guys I golf with we share a a business partnership down at Thanksgiving. Oh, so okay. we we get like forty times a year. I mean, if if you had to pay the regular green fee, we couldn't afford to golf there, but it's it's dirt <laughs> cheap. But yeah, uh, I can't. Uh, I hesitate to tell you what I shot because if you were a golfer from way back, uh, well, <laughs> let me, let not me not just say it was in the eighties. Yeah, that's good. That's good. Okay. (laughs) That's good for me because years ago it used to be in the 90s. So at least I'm somewhat better. Well, it depends on what day of the week it is. So (laughs) I realize you've only been an AD not that long, but since you've started the job as AD, how has the profession of athletic administration changed just in the short time that you've been
1: there? So, like you said, this is only my second year, so i i can I can speak from what I know so far and and what I've heard of of what's in the past so so, right now, I know my job um is a lot of scheduling, a lot of organization basically and and I'm and my wife will tell you I'm perfect for this because I'm a Type A personality. Everything's got to be just so, and and yeah. I, I kind of think you have to be that way because you're you've, you're going a million different directions, you know, and um, everything from eligibility, player eligibility, to making sure your coaches are certified and and game schedules and official schedules and um, you know I here at Amory, I, I we just got a, a new facility, an indoor facility here, and so I'm scheduling all the the facilities that we have here, um, buses and all that stuff. So there's, there's a lot to it. There's, there's a lot more than I thought there was coming into it, you know? Um, and Todd Jess was our athletic director before I got here. And, um, he, he didn't have, I mean, he was the athletic director, but there was no, as far as the as far as the district was concerned, there was no need for an athletic director. So, so Todd and and Stephen and Dean, our assistant principal, they kind of shared responsibilities of everything that needed to to get done. And and when Todd retired, um, Stephen went to our school board and was like, you know, I I need help. Like I need I need somebody that's going to get paid to to do all this extra stuff. And and luckily the the school board agreed and and gave it. So so right now I'm. I I teach morning. I teach two health classes and one PE class in the morning. Then I have the afternoons for my athletic director stuff. And, and I know, and my principal knows that that's not nearly enough time for everything that we need. Absolutely. (laughs) You know? Um, So we're, we're all working on getting, getting that to be full-time soon, but um, there's just a lot more to it. You know, I, I remember when I was um, growing up and stuff, I don't, I don't remember my coaches having to take any trainings and things like that. And there wasn't a register my athlete when I was growing up, I think we might, I don't even remember getting a physical we probably did but I can't remember. But now, in order to protect us as a school and to protect to protect the athletes. You know, we want our coaches to be trained in all this stuff, so so they know what's okay and what's not okay, and how to respond if a kid has a concussion and and all that stuff. So it's it's all good, it's all moving in the right direction, but it's a lot more detailed than it used to be years ago. Oh yes, and that,
0: thank you for bringing up a register my athlete. I've I've shared this on other podcasts. So I left Jordan well ten years ago, and probably a couple months. So it's June of two thousand thirteen after being the AD there for 30 years. And I had Um, two filing cabinets at the back right of my, (laughs) and and the bottom two were freshmen. The top two were sophomores and over the next one, juniors and seniors. I would get stacks of paper that were three and four feet high just with all their eligibility. And so I, even though I have not done it myself, I can't imagine. It's still a big job, but it's so much easier online Oh, yeah. Than having those stacks of, because i get stacks of papers i beat a volleyball game and i'm or a, a jv football game and i was trying to get through my stack because as you said you know i was still teaching
1: uh, half the day so yeah yeah well and, and just talking to ad's I, I i was just curious more um so talking to a lot of the ad's down at the conference down in st george and stuff if they're full-time if what you know and i and from what I could gather, all of the 4, 5, and 6A ADs are, are full-time that I could that I could tell, that, you know, people I talk to. And then when you get down to, to our level, like 3A, a lot of them are going full-time, um, which right. is needed, I think. So um, there's just a lot. And it's just one of those jobs. You don't want anything to slip through the cracks, you know? Um, if you do, it could be anything from a lawsuit or a, a missed game or, or something like that, where you know, if if your coach isn't certified and something happens, yeah. you know you're in big trouble. So it's it's one of those jobs that it requires a lot of attention and it deserves a lot of attention.
0: And and you don't uh, somehow a kid's paperwork for academic all state gets left and you miss the deadline. Yeah, but, and I will admit it. It happened to me once, but only once. Yeah, <laughs> because yeah. I, I made sure that it didn't happen again. So you brought up the conference. So talk about your brand new AD. So how do you how do you know about the UI AAA how do you know that you need to be at the conference obviously maybe Todd talked to you
1: yeah so uh Quincy's the one that told me about it um and then Stephen Gordon's also the one that told me about it that I need to join so I I joined right, right away and you know one of the the things that I I found very interesting when I became an AD is I remember sitting in the stands and watching a bunch of high school games even you know I like I said I was a a, a basketball geek. So I'd go sit in uh, the D event center and watch a bunch of games of people. I had no idea who they were. And, and I remember seeing the ADs or the principals talk to each other and of rival school and think, Oh man, that must be a little bit awkward. You know, you're talking to somebody that's a rival of you. And, but since I've became the AD, the camaraderie of other ADs and just administration around Uh, especially within our region that we meet with you know once a month and talk to on the phone all the time it's not like that at all it's uh it's a it's like a a family a brotherhood you know you're always helping each other out you know like I said carbon is our biggest rival and we go at it all the time and um both counties come in for it but if if Ted needs something from me the other day, their, their, uh their soccer team was getting ready to play up in Ogden and it's a turf field. So Ted called and asked if they could use our turf field to practice on. And, you know, of course, I'm going to let him use it. And he right. told me the same thing. If I need anything from them or whatever, he'd be glad to help me out. So um, anyway, so the, the, the UI AAA was great. I went down for the first time to the conference um, last April, um, took my wife down and took a couple of the classes then sit in, sat in on all the other things and um you know talking you, talked you to were the, scared to death after you
0: took one of the law classes uh, like yeah, everyone when, is <laughs> when
1: I, when I sat it when I first sat in on that they said after this class you might want to reconsider being an athletic director <laughs> but it it was eye opening for sure but one thing I I learned is being down there you know the 4 5 and 6A schools they're just as willing to help me out as the three a schools that are in my region. And, and it's, it's been, it's been awesome. And and just having that, that uh, friendship and knowing I can call, you know, Susan Hatch from Manti, if I ever need mm-hmm. anything or, you know, Andy or from Bingham or anything, if, if I need any of those guys, they've given me their personal cell phone numbers and, and they're more than willing to help. So I think it, in the grand scheme of things, we're all just trying to make, high school athletics and and our athletes give them the best opportunity that we all can so the, that that conference was great. I plan on participating in more things I didn't do the golf or the mountain biking or anything last time and I I want to get involved with that just so I can make more friends and meet more people around the state perfect perfect
0: that's um you know that I'll I'll make this comment I've made this comment before when I've had other guests but you go to a basketball clinic <clears throat> to hear, you know, let's say it's coach K or bill self at Kansas and mm-hmm. they'll stand up and they put on this great show for 30, 40 minutes. And they're sharing about 10% of the general stuff that they do because yeah. those coaches, they're not going to give their stuff away. Yeah. But you go to an AD conference and oh, yeah, I got this. We've done this here. You want to
1: copy my handbook? Copy it. Take what you want. Yeah. And that's that's a different mindset. Yeah, no, it's it's been great. And and talking about handbooks and things like that, like there's been a lot of times where I'm like, hey, you know, asking these different athletic directors, what do you guys do for sponsorships or or whatever? And man, they send me they send me what they have. And it it's made my job a lot easier. If I had to come up with all that stuff from scratch, I it'd be a lot harder. So I I really appreciate all those people willing to help
0: speak to the process of taking over as an athletic director Uh, because I think Emory's a legendary school, been there for a long time and uh, had had some great athletes go through there. And of course, <clears throat> Todd was the first AD I knew for, for years and years. So is, is it just like big shoes to fill? It was a little <laughs> bit scary. I mean, that's, you know,
1: it, it is a big, big deal. Yeah, it is. It is big shoes to fill. Todd was here for a long time. You know, he, yeah. I I don't I can't remember the amount of years that he was here but he was obviously here when I came through and he was here with the Sean Bradley years and stuff like that. So Todd, yeah, I mean th- this last year it was weird being here at the school and Todd not being here. He's been a a staple of the school for so long. Right. Um yeah, th- there are it is big shoes to fill, but I wouldn't want it any other way. You know, we've there's a lot of state championship banners up in our gym and Uh, you know we've got a chance to win state in three different sports this this fall you know I think our volleyball football and cross-country teams all have a really good chance at at winning state Um, but you know with the with that it does come a lot of responsibility wanting to make sure that you put them in the best possible position to win a state championship and but I wouldn't want to be at a somewhere where there was no expectations, you know, and the bar was set so low. So I I love, I love having that challenge. And, and I told like all my coaches, the very first coaches meeting that I had with them is I want to make their job as easy as possible so they can focus on the X's and O's of the game. You know, I don't want them worrying about if their bus is going to show up on time. I don't want them worrying about if, uh, if, you know, a team remembers that we have a game tomorrow night or anything like that. I want to take as much off of their plate as I can so they can focus on, on the X's and O's. Cause that's what we hired them for. You know, we didn't, we didn't hire right. them to take care of scheduling and all that stuff. I want to hire a baseball coach that knows what he's doing with baseball and, and improve our players. So, um, so yeah, there are a lot of expectations, but I love it. I bring it on, you know, I'm ready for it. And um, I, I would want to hang a lot more banners in our gym, you know, in the future. Right. Well, that's, what you said about uh, making life easier for
0: your coaches, that's obviously one of the reasons you're a great AD because (laughs) the ADs, the ADs that know that and, and know their coaches backwards and forwards and meet with them regularly and try to take some of that administrative stuff off their plate. That's, that's huge. So,
1: yeah, I think that's really important. That that's, uh, I remember when I was coaching um, that was, that was one of the biggest burdens is all the, all the stuff in the background that you had to worry about outside of coaching. And it's like, man, if I could just let my coaches focus on the game and the practices, that's my goal. And, and I've, they've responded very well to it. And, and I've got great relationships with our coaches and we we've got a great group here. I'm excited. What's
0: one thing about being an athletic administrator that you would like to debunk? And I, this is what the public thinks as opposed to this is what the job is really like.
1: Yeah. Um, you know, I would, I would probably say that all we care about is sports. You know, I, I do care about sports. That's my job. My job is to, prom- to promote sports, but we care about these kids also. Um, one of my favorite things so far is I've got athletes coming in my room before and after school, just to chat, just because they like being around me and like to chat with me. and And that's, I, I love that part of the job and getting to know them and learning about their families and things like that. But I think one of the, the biggest misses um, that I've heard is that an athletic director is not needed uh, yeah. just because there's been so long that there was no athletic director, you know, the, each coach took care of their own sport. And, but it's such a different world that we live in now and, um, Things have changed so much from when I was a kid that that I'm telling you, they're needed. You know, like I said, there's there's lawsuits to be had if things aren't done right. There's injuries to be had if things aren't done right. There's there's just so many so many things that go into it that is all behind the the scenes stuff. You know, people see me in our um, people from our community see me a lot. Obviously, I'm, I'm at every sporting event. And I think a lot of them think that that's the basis of my job is making sure that kids aren't out of hand in the student section and I make sure our referees get paid and things like that. But there's just so much more to it um, that people don't realize. And and the people like our coaches and stuff like that, they they realize in our administration, they realize what we do and are appreciative of it and Um, I don't know. I guess that's the, that's the myth that it's all just fun and games. There's a lot more in the background that goes on that people have no idea about, you know? (laughs) Absolutely. Uh, But hats off and a shout out to your principal, Steve
0: Gordon, because he gets it. He does. Well, and I've obviously worked with him for years as a member of the executive committee, because I sit on that also, but uh, Steve Gordon knows, and all the good principals know that a good AD is worth their weight in gold.
1: Oh, yeah. And, and he's, a, ba- and he's a bad AD supporter.
0: is just more <laughs> headaches waiting to happen.
1: Yeah, right. And and Stephen's been my biggest supporter. Um, we get along really – obviously, we go on a lot of road trips together to region meetings and things like that. So we've gotten to know each other really well. And I I told him at our football game the other night, I was like, you better not be going anywhere anytime soon because, <laughs> you know, I love working for him and, and we get along right. well. And he – you know, he's, he's a, a sports guy. He gets the importance of it. There, there are a lot too, that, that think that extracurricular activities are are a waste of time and a waste of money and things like that. But man, you look at the data and, mm-hmm. you know, the GPAs of those kids that are involved and things like that. And it's, it's like, it's not even a question that it's important in the community, you know? So anyway, yeah, Steven gets it and I'm, I'm glad that he's my principal. Perfect. What's the favorite part of your job, Jake? Um, I think the my favorite part of the job is getting to know a lot of people in our community and really getting to know the athletes. Like I said, we uh I, I have athletes in my room all the time, getting to know them. And then my wife laughs because, you know, we we're we're at a basketball game or a volleyball game, and I think I think PR is a big part of my job. So (laughs) I'm always Mm -hmm. off talking to somebody I'm talking to, you know, sponsors or donors or, or other coaches or other athletic directors when they come and visit our school. And, and I really, really enjoy that. There's, there's some people that they hate that and don't want to talk to people and hide in their office if they don't have to be out there. But I, I love that. I, I love, talking to people and getting to know people from around the state. And, you know, when my wife comes with me to these away basketball games or volleyball games, I'm always finding somebody that I know that I love, like want to talk to. And I I love that part of it, you know, going down to the UI AAA conference this spring, I'm going to know a lot more people than I did last year. And, and I, I just enjoy those relationships and, that's that's probably my favorite part of it, just getting to know people around the community and and really getting to know the athletes in our school.
0: Perfect. We'll finish up with a couple of questions, Jake. The first one being, and I realize you're a newer AD, but I need I need Jake's two suggestions for a brand new AD. They need to follow Jake's suggestions in order for them to become a success. What <laughs> would your two suggestions be?
1: Well, I think my number one suggestion would be is, you better know from day one that it's not a nine to five job. (laughs) Uh, You're, you know, and and with, uh, with cell phones, it's a weekend, it's a Saturday and Sunday job too. Um, There's things you're going to have to take care of. Um, So, so you just, I don't know, just, just open your schedule up because this is your life now, you know? And, and like Mm -hmm. I said, some people love it and some people don't like it. I, I'm one of those that I, I love it. I don't mind taking care of things when, when it needs to be taken care of. And um, probably my other one is make sure you have a good, good organization system. Cause like I said, you're organizing everything from game schedules to buses, to officials, to, you know, athletes of who is and who isn't eligible and all that stuff. So you need to have some sort of good organization system to keep all that stuff straight. And you know, there's, there's always stuff that I forget or, or pops into my head. So we'll be laying at bed, in bed at night and I'll grab my phone real quick and write something down in the notes that I forgot to do, or got to add to my schedule for the next day. And um, so anyway, organization and understanding that you're never off the clock. <laughs> that is a, that is a
0: great answer. And just so you know, I still do that. Yeah. Well, I'm obviously run the AD association, but I've been out of a high school for ten years. But I'll wake up at two and get my phone, and but it's mostly about con- it's. It gets worse once February and March comes because it's right for the conference. So I just yeah. oh yeah got, uh, yeah I put that stuff down. So I <laughs> laugh when you said that.
1: Yeah, I and mean, it's it's never over. You know, we're we're finishing up our fall sports right now, and and. Um for the most part, our winter sports, you know the haze in the barn, you know, schedules are made, all that stuff, so we're we're moving on to spring yeah. sports now, you know so and then once we're into spring sports, we're gonna be talking about summer camps and and fall sports again. Yeah. And it just is never ending, but you gotta love it to to do it well, and uh i i love every second of it right now. <laughs> Perfect.
0: Jake will finish with this: what questions should I have asked you that I failed to ask you?
1: Uh, Hutch, I think you've done a great job. One thing I love to talk about is, uh, my family. So I'm going to talk a little bit more about them. My wife's been, been teaching elementary school for, I think this is her 11th year. She's a second grade teacher and I don't know how she does it. You know, when, uh, we help each other get ready for school in the summer, uh, I help her get ready for elementary. She gets, helps me get ready for high school. They're two completely different professions. You know, (laughs) they're not even the same, uh, she's planning every minute of every day with those kids. And I plan one lesson and I'm good for two days because we got an A and B schedule, you know, so it's, it's not even the same. So shout out to her. She does a great job. My, my kids are uh, you know, things I love, I love spending time with them and watching them play sports. So uh, a extra bonus to my job right now is they're both in high school. So I get a miss school and, and go to state tournaments and watch them. And, and it's part of my job. So um, anyway, I, I just love talking about them as well. So I really appreciate having me on.
0: Well, on that note, and thanks for sharing uh, that story about your family appreciated Jake on that note that wraps it up for this edition of the UI triple connection again our special guest today has been Jake Atwood director of athletics at Emory high school Jake thanks so much for being on the podcast thanks again appreciate it for our listeners we hope you tune in again next week for another edition of the UI triple connection